What is up, everybody? Welcome to Just One God Ready Woman podcast. I am your host, Chananiram, and I am so excited for you to be tuning in today. I just hope that each episode blesses you just as much as it blessed me. So let's just get into my business, child. What is up, everybody, and welcome to Just One God Ready Woman. Um, Can I just tell y'all, this episode, I feel like it's going to be probably my second favorite because we're talking about my girl, Esther. And if you know, you know. If you don't, it's okay because I'm going to give y'all a great, uh, let's say, shortened version of what happened. But I would highly suggest, you know, going to read the book um it's only 10 chapters so real quick and easy but um fun fact too esther was the first um it's the only book in the bible that doesn't show god's hand or it shows god's hands but it doesn't mention god's name all right so before i even get into it right we're gonna pray then so dear heavenly father I thank you for another amazing day today for us to experience. I thank you, Father God, for continuing to show up in our lives. Even when we don't see it, we know that you're working. So, Father God, I just pray that the Holy Spirit would just speak through me to execute this beautiful story about Esther. Less of me and more of you. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. All right. So like I said, Esther is the only book in the Bible that does not mention God's name. But get this, God's favor, God's hand is all over her story. And, you know, that relates to me. Okay, so let me give you all um, a quick, um, a quick little story of how I got to Esther. So I was doing the Esther fast back in January. I did it um, January 6th through the ninth, right? So also when you do a fast, little warning, when you do a fast, right? God has to lead you into the fast. But I was just so on fire for God. I'm like, God, I'm about to fast. I'm about to, you know, read my word. I'm about to, you know, we about to be in fellowship with with each other. But things went downhill, but it's okay. So the fast, right? The fast requires for the Esther fast, no food or no water for three days. Now, let me tell y'all, the first day I was chilling. I prayed, I said, God, you know, get me through this fast, please, because I want to learn more about how Esther is me and how I need me to be your Esther. You get what I'm saying? So first day, no food, no water. I'm reading my word. I'm fellowshipping with God. You know, I'm in that. I'm in the thing. The next day, it's a Saturday, and I remember vividly because I want to go work out. I know, crazy, but y'all know me. I got to get that workout in. I went to work out early in the morning. No water. My goodness. Wow. <laughs> no water. But I was like, you know what? I don't really do a lot on Saturdays, so thank God, right? So no water. I'm chilling, doing my work. I had work that evening. Now, this is where it went downhill. So I was following the specific plan. So in case, you know, something, you know, I were to get hungry or whatever, I can like have the snacks that were listed on the, on the, what's it called? Like the guide, the Esther guide. 
But I was like, I got this, you know. I I'm, I'm I don't need to eat food. I I'm gonna show God that I'm 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 ready. I'm willing. Okay, I'm gonna do this. I'm His daughter. I'm gonna show God how much He means to me. Period. Right. So. Yeah, so we're I'm reading my Bible, I'm reading my word, you know. I'm 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 straight. Tell me why. Literally in the like five minutes, like as I'm reading my word, my hand begins to shake. I said, Ain't nothing ain't nothing too crazy. You know, this this ain't nothing, you know, this is probably just, you know, me trying to you know, my body just getting adjusted to no eating. Because I was telling the hand, I said, Hand, you you better stop shaking because we're not gonna give in. And then I felt a sweat. I said, oh, no. <laughs> I said, oh, Lord, what, what was going on? And then my heart started hurting. And then I just felt like I couldn't breathe. I had to stand up. I said, what is going on? What? And I'm over here pacing around around the room. I think it also made it worse because it was very cold in there. So I always bring my heater um, at the house that I was working at. So then I had to turn that off. I'm like, I had to go walk out in the living room to get some cold air. That still didn't do anything. So I said, God, I'm over here panting. I said, God, I I, I need to, is it okay if I go eat? Like, God, what's going on? Is this normal? I'm over here having a mini panic attack. (laughs) I'm over here having a mini panic attack, y'all. I'm over here like, God, what's going on? Is this this the devil? (laughs) So, <laughs> so I asked God, I said, daddy, please, I need to go eat. So I went on the list to see what is, what was doable. When I tell y'all, I ran to Publix so quick and I got me some strawberries and some, and some sunflower seeds. Like it was like, it was the, the list required like small snacks, right? Like a banana and apricots. I don't know why I said apricot that I don't even think that was on the list. But, you know, grapes, you know, fruits and fruits and nuts, really. So I ran. When I tell y'all, I ran to Publix. People look at me like I'm crazy, but I don't got time because your girl about to pass out. Y'all don't even know what I'm doing. I ran. I got my strawberries. I got my grapes. I got my sunflower seeds. I went back in the house. Ate. When I tell y'all, I took a first bite out that strawberry and I felt a sense of relaxation. I said, ooh. Okay, let me get back to the word. And it's crazy because my aunt, my my auntie um, was praying for me. You know, we were praying over those three days. But the second day, you know, I was like, but I, would I be wrong if I ate? She said, no, no, no. Don't eat. Don't eat. I said, okay. <laughs> and this was, <laughs> this was so funny to me because when I tell y'all, God really has to give you the strength to get through those fasts that he leads you to. You don't go doing fast, you know, just because. I mean, you can, but I feel like God's protection isn't really there in a sense because it's like, I ain't, God's like, I didn't ask you to do this. I love you for it, but I didn't ask you for do this to do this, right? So in my head, I'm just, you know, trying to get closer to God. You know, I'm doing everything. I just came off a financial breakthrough fast back in December. So now I'm, I'm about to hop back into a fast where, you know, I'm not eating or drinking, whatever. But let me tell y'all something. I still got the word. Okay, I still got what I needed to get. So Esther. Esther is a story, right, about... um. 
She is an orphan girl who saves her people, right? So she was raised by her cousin Mordecai, and God was setting events in motion that had elevated her position um, of Queen Persia, right? To get in favor with the king at the moment. Because, you know, the king, um, his wife, uh, the wife, Bashiti, right? She refused to come. Back then, you telling, you telling your husband that you refused to come to him? Oh, yeah, he finna get a new wife. So homie got a new wife, right? Well, no, no, he was looking for a new wife. And, and Esther, right? Esther was in line, right? So he had like suit, he had like, um, he had many women. So he had to basically pick the, his Cinderella in a sense, right? The remix Cinderella. He had to pick his Cinderella. And um, when I say that God was, when I tell you God's favor was all over her because she needed to rescue his her, her people. So God was positioning and gave her favor. For example, um, God gave her favor with, um, among the other young women, he gave her favor when it came to the care. So, you know, princess treatment in a sense. So, um, King Xerxes, right? He had, um, a king eunuch who was in charge of the harem. And that basically was given beauty treatments, right? So, um, homie Haggai, Haggai, who was in charge of the beauty treatment treatments for the ladies, right? It says here, Haggai was very impressed with Esther and treated her kindly. He quickly ordered a special menu for her and provided her with beauty treatments. He also assigned her seven maids specially chosen from the king's palace. And he moved her and the maids that he gave her into the best place in the harem. That's one no, I don't think that's one, but that's that's an example. When I tell you God's name was not mentioned in this story, but God's hand was all over her, all over her. I said, and I wrote a note, I said God's favor, right? So the next one, um, what was it? Okay, so Esther, right? She okay, so she wasn't allowed to go to the king, King Xerxes, without you know, um, unless he like specifically requested for her. It was he was that type of king. Like if he if he ain't ask for you, you're not gonna come up there because if you do and he didn't ask for you, you're gonna get killed. So, um, it was when Esther right the the. I guess the guy had asked the ladies like what they wanted to take because that now they're moving on to the second round, you know. And Esther, homegirl says some she didn't ask for anything except what um, the guy had suggested her when it came to the beauty treatments because they were allowed to uh, pick out, you know, the beauty treatments that they wanted to take onto the next round. You can pick anything in the in the room. You can pick anything. But Esther said, I don't want anything. So then Esther was taken to King Xerxes, right? And the king, here's another, here's God's favorite. And the king, this is verse 17 in chapter 2. And the king loved Esther more than any of the other young women. He was so delighted with her that he set the royal crown on her head 
and declared her queen instead of Fashiti. Fashiti. And to celebrate the occasion, he ha- he gave a great bank a banquet in Esther's honor for all his nobles and officials, declaring a public holiday for the provinces and giving generous gifts to everyone. But the thing is, I forgot to mention, you know, King Xerxes was planning to kill her people, right? He was planning to kill her people. But but Esther never even mentioned who she was because, you know, her, her cousin Mordecai had told her, you know, you got to keep your name a secret. You can't you can't go tell him who you are because there was a whole there was a whole plan. You can't go tell King Xerxes who you are, the real you. Right. The real you. You can't go tell him. Um, I'm trying to find here. Yes. Yeah, so she was Jewish. Right. No, 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 she wasn't Jewish. I think, let me see. Anyways, she wasn't supposed to, she wasn't allowed to basically marry King Xerxes. But, you know, since that she didn't reveal that and she just got favor with that quietness, with that obedience from her, from her cousin to not expose herself, the true her, you know, God was able to work and move her up. You know, for a purpose. The purpose was to save her people. Have so much favor with the king that, you know, he would just ask her, my queen, what is it that you want? I'll give you anything, right? So that story just impacted me because I have a little um, bio on Esther. I'm going to speak on real quick. Esther shows what God can do with people who are adopted into his family and are willing to serve his kingdom. Since Esther was an orphan Jewish girl, there she was, she was Jewish, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was unthinkable that she would become the queen of Persia. You've got to think about it. A, a small girl who was um, adopted, right? She was an orphan Jewish girl, and she became a queen? Let me keep, let me keep going. But her older cousin Mordecai raised her to serve God, which prepared her to accept her royal calling, Esther allowed God to use her influential position with King Xerxes for his glory. She had faith and courage to save her people. She was used by God to do great things, and she had gone down in history as someone who lived a beautiful life. And let me tell y'all something. Over the course of these three days, during those three days when I was doing my Esther fast, I was just so touched I was just beyond touch because I'm just like, God, how can you use me like that? How can I get in favor with you and get in fellowship with you and and be the daughter that you've always destined for me to be? How can I do that and serve you, glorify you, and you just give me favor? I'm talking about everywhere I go, I have favor because you're my daddy. You go before me. You know this person's about to leave this parking spot, and you know that I'm running late for class. And I have a front um, open center, you know, right in the front of my building. God, how do you give me favor when um, I'm about to go up to the drive-thru, and someone pays for my food, or someone says, hey, we just made an extra, or maybe you don't have to pay at all. Let me just give this to you. Or maybe, you know, I go shopping, right? And this, um, someone wants to pay for my, for, my, for my groceries or for my clothes. God, where is that favor? Where is that favor? 
so I had I'm gonna go over right I'm gonna go over um each day what like it was talking about so day one we talked about embracing royalty right so I was asked numerous questions and I'm going to go over how the Bible ministered to me on that day with that topic, embracing royalty. I understood that God was teaching me to let go of my past and move forward. I understood that God was teaching me to release the old and grab on to the new that he had for me. Because during the time, I was um, I didn't know how to forgive. I held on to, to, to uh, evidence as I was learning during therapy. I learned how to, uh, I was learning a bad habit of holding on to evidence and, you know, it stemmed from my dad and it moved on to numerous relationships that God blessed me with, but I was on the verge of, you know, ruining it because I kept holding on to the past and that's for somebody. I promise you, you let go and you let God and he gonna do it. You hear me? He will he will he will heal you from your past, right? Let's keep going. One thing that I really learned that I'm still working on, Esther became queen by obedience. Remember I told y'all that she um that that she uh what's it called? That she was quiet when King Mordecai told her not to expose that she was Jewish because that would have ruined everything. But instead, she learned how to serve God and be quiet so that God can work his hands on her life and position her to be queen. Um, And also trusting and knowing that God's going to come through. And baby, that's a thing for me every day. The radical obedience, trusting God. I I keep praying for it because, you know, I trust God. And I'm trying to be obedient, but I'm, I'm flesh. I want to do things my way. I want to have control. And I'm really learning. If you're going to, you know, back, if you're going to give your life up for Christ and say that you surrender to God, that means that he is now the captain of your ship. And that means you need to let go of the steering wheel. Now, I ain't going to lie. That's hard. But I, I tell God, because I'm very honest. We have a very honest relationship. I tell him, let, next time that, I know, that I'm not knowing that, you know, that I have control and I'm trying to do things my way, I want you to wreck everything that I'm trying to do. Be careful what you pray for. But I know why I said that, because let me know that you're, that you're in control and not me, right? So I also learned the last thing I'm going to talk about is not only will I receive favor from God, my daddy, but when I step into royalty, take off that brand crown and replace it with God's crown as his daughter. Because I was trying to figure out my identity, but it's been there all along. I am God's daughter. I am a daughter of the Most High King. Mic drop. Hello, somebody. Okay, let's get into day two. Day two, we talked about overcoming the testing of your faith. Boy, oh boy, was this one for me. So one of the questions was, um, share about any area of your life that needs more faith. And I said, knowing that God provides. Let's just, let's just, let's just stay there. Knowing that God provides. Because if he, if he can dress the lilies, 
if he can dress the lilies with, with beauty and splendor, how much more will he clothe me? If he can watch over the ravens and feed them, how much more does he love me? If God can take care of animals, why, why, why can't he take care of me? Okay? Um, especially with my finances, just knowing that God provides. Um, seeking the Lord like Esther did. So Esther, um, so the scripture we're going to be talking about um, that really just moved me, right? So I'm going to give you all a backstory. So Esther... Um, she was going so so back like I like I told you that you know um, Mordecai right requested Esther's help because Mordecai heard that homie who was the homie that don't pissed me off where where was he because he just ugh he was so annoying okay here it is hold on hold on hold on here we go so Mordecai found out that Haman, Haman's the bad guy in the story, he was trying to kill Esther's people. And Esther, of course, didn't know, but Mordecai heard. So Mordecai went to Esther and was telling her, we need to do something. But of course, she's like, what can I do? Like, I can't go to the king, you know, um, before I get my head cut off. Because if he didn't call for me, I'm going to die. I can't just walk up, in the, walk up in there. I need wisdom. I need to seek God. And that's what she did. So she said in verse 16 in chapter 4, Esther 4, I just said that backwards, but Esther chapter 4, verse 16, right? She said, go and gather together all the Jews of Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day my maids and I will do the same and then though it is against the law I will go in to see the king if I must die I must die I said huh but let me break it down for y'all remember how I told y'all that God was not mentioned in the story when you fast you're seeking God Mordecai raised her to serve God in that moment, she's telling her people, go and fast for three days. They're seeking God for the three days to gain the wisdom, gain the favor, to go and speak to the king on behalf of her people. And this girl, God said, if you want to be on fire for me, Nanye, you got to be like Esther. If I die, I must die. I said, God, okay. Because if God is for me, excuse my language, but who the hell can be against me? I, I really want people to understand that. As long as I have God in my corner, who can be against me? Nobody. God died for me. Jesus died for me. Why can't I die for him? If people really just sat and had a conversation with me and I could remember all the times that God has pulled me out from things... I just can't even give him enough glory, honor, and praise. You know, when you seek the Lord like Esther did to gain wisdom and gain favor so that she can go to King Xerxes and defend her family's name, when you do that, you're seeking a stronger relationship with God. You're seeking wisdom on, God, what do I do? What do I do during these three days so you can give me wisdom and give me the speech 
to go and defend my people to King Xerxes, right? So the last question I'm going to go into for um, day two is what this Bible ministered to me, the chapters that I read, I believe that it was um, four through seven or four through six. Um, Esther was scared, right? Esther was scared, but she said, if I perish, I perish. If I die, I die. And she continued to seek and trust God that he would give her favor, give her wisdom on what to do, right? I also learned she had an inner God, an inner God in her. And she knew she was going to trust God, trust in God and walk in his favor to protect her people. She embodied patience, patience for three days while while they're trying to plan to kill your people. That that does take patience because you can't just be going up. She couldn't Esther just couldn't just go up to the king and just talk reckless. She had to consult God on what to do. She had to consult God, okay, what do I do for my people? Give me the favor, give me the wisdom, give me the protection so that I'm able to go do this and talk to the king with confidence, knowing that he ain't going to kill me if I walk up in there and tell him what's going to happen, right? And I also learned she had to be bold. She had to not out of arrogance, but for God, period. Be bold in your faith is what I heard what I learned. I said, God, if when I when I wrote on my 40-day decree challenge that I did, my number one um let there be decree was to be on fire for God. And he said, if you want to be on fire for me, I love that. But you also have to know that um you can't we're not doing lukewarm. You're in and you're not out. You you defend my name. You don't care who looks at you crazy. You know who who is your Lord and Savior. You know who you represent. And said and I said, God, I represent you. I don't care who's against me. I don't care who looks at me like I'm crazy. It don't matter. Look at me crazy because only thing that God only knows what I'm what I'm doing, and He knows why He's either told me to go do something or, you know, um, led me to do something. Because I can't explain it to people now, but it'll make sense and God will get the glory, you know? So the last day, right? The last day was stepping into my purpose for others. So one of the questions was, um, is your walk with God only about you or for others also? I said, um, I said it's for us, me and my, me and God. But honestly, I want to change that. It's really for everybody. I want to make sure that I, not in a sense influence, but show others how God has been good to me so that it can help them have a relationship with God. You know, in order for me to have a relationship with God, right, I need to be in fellowship. I need to read my word and have a strengthening relationship so that I can go out into the world and show others who God is. Um, a question was, how did this Bible minister to you, right? And let me give you three main points. Use the beauty God gave me to glorify him and not to shame him. Hello, somebody. God created me in his image. God gave me these curves. God gave me this beauty. But I don't go weaponizing my body for nobody. Okay? 
Esther said here that she had beauty and she had brains. She didn't have to go do the most. God just gave her favor. She's God's daughter. She was the most beautiful one, right? But not only her beauty was, um, not only did she just have beauty to give the king, but she had wisdom, right? It kind of goes in with today's society that, you know, you can you can love a woman, but if she if she can't intellectually, you know, stimulate your mind, you got a bozo. If a man is so fine and you but you can intellectually stimulate my mind, I'm sorry, but it's like what can you give me? You're a bozo too. I was gonna say something else, but uh, nah, I've been telling God to to hold my tongue when when I'm about to say something crazy. Another another thing that I learned was. Um, it is never about me. This journey is never about me. It's about bringing others closer with God and to form a relationship with him. My inner connection with God beams a light inside of me that can help benefit the lives of others. It kind of goes back to where I said, it's not just about me and God. It's about what he's done so that others can see the light that shines within. So when they ask me, you're different. You know, they, they sense that different about me. And I can always say, that's God. That's God right there. Get a hold of Jesus. I promise you, he going to change your life, right? One thing I also want to mention is that Esther knew that she was set apart and that she was different. My personal relationship with God leads me to other people, and that's what he wants. I was made to be set apart, Right? I wasn't made to um I wasn't made to be like anybody else. God did not create me create me like that. God created me for for a specific purpose. Everybody's different. He created me with my animated, bubbly, loving, funny, Disney loving daughter of his. Okay? So that is what I got from this beautiful, beautiful fast. Um, you know, it just ties back into, you know, knowing who God is, knowing who you are in God, and having the confidence and boldness to step out in that, right? Because like I said, God is a king and I am his princess. So whatever my father asked me to do, best believe I'm doing it with the quickness. Maybe not all the times with a quickness, but one thing he'll never have to worry about is me switching up. And that's on period. I know what he's done for me behind closed doors and open doors. And God can get all of me. God has all of me. I've surrendered everything to him. Whatever he needs me to do, even though I may not understand, God, okay, I trust you. God, okay, I trust you. You need me to fast for this person. Okay, God, I would do that. God, you want me to be off social media for like a month? God, I will do that. God, what do you need me to do so that I can grow closer with you? Let me know. I'm surrendering everything to you. Whatever you need me to do, God, I'm going to do it. Without you, God, I am nothing. I can't accomplish anything with my own bare human hands. I need supernatural strength. God, I need you to show favor, show protection, and show wisdom in the areas that I'm lacking, right? So if God wants me to fight for him, 
I surely will do that with no questions asked because he deserves everything. Jesus is my Lord and Savior, and he will get anything out of me. So I just pray that y'all just tap into Esther, even the guys, tap into Esther, because you got to think about yourself. Mordecai also was was um, acknowledged too at the end, right? It's an amazing story. It's a beautiful story, real short, right? Get into the word, get into Esther, read about it, learn about it. And I promise you, it is going to change your life and show you, you know, the sacrifice we as believers have to make when it comes to having a relationship with God, okay? So I just hope y'all have a great day. I hope this episode blessed you. And I will talk to y'all next time.